Hey, Bridge family, so glad that you are joining us today. Excited to have you with us. And I gotta tell you, I am honored to be here and to bring the word today. So we're in this sermon series that we are calling Mirror, Mirror. And every time I hear that, that term mirror, I can't help but think back to what a photographer told me one time. A couple years back, a photographer uh, was talking to me and, and he was talking about the difference between the mirror and photographs. And, and here's what he said. In photography, where there's beauty, we take it. Where there's not, we make it. I understand that. I've, ha I've had to have people uh, it, with Photoshop and things like that. I've needed a lot of help in my life. But that's what he said. He said, where there's beauty, we take it. And where there's not, we make it. So photographs can lie. Photographers can lie. But the mirror never does. The mirror's gonna tell you the truth. So with that in mind, here's my question for you. Have you looked in the mirror lately? You're sitting there thinking, Pastor Andrew, don't make me cuss. Are you kidding me? You want me to look in the mirror? We are quarantined. The gyms are closed. The barber shops and beauty shops are closed. I feel you on that one. My hair is getting longer than I like it to be. I understand where you're at. Here's the other thing you're thinking. Pastor Andrew, we are quarantined at home. Gyms are closed and we are here with the snacks. Have you heard the term quarantine 15? Have you heard that? Uh, hashtag quarantine 15 is kind of trending now. Here's what that means. It's a play off the term freshman 15. This idea that sometimes when students go off to college, they gain about 15 pounds. Well, well that's kind of what we're all fighting against right now. The quarantine 15. If that's a little bit of a struggle, could you slip over to the comment box and hit me with the hashtag quarantine 15. Don't leave me on my own. Now, now I brought my own amen corner here with me today. Anybody else struggling with the quarantine 15? I'm seeing heads nodding all over the place. So don't be scared to go to the chat box, to the comment section, and let us know. Hashtag quarantine 15. We're having a little bit of fun, but seriously, guys, uh, the, the, the question that I want you to think through is how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? How do I see me? Because so much about who I am and how I perceive life and the things that are happening to me, so much about how I treat others, so much about the way I act and react is all centered on how do I see myself Last week when we kicked off this sermon series, Pastor Ryan did a great job. And I love the terminology he put around this. He said that there are some things, just like this physical mirror here, when we look into the spiritual mirror of our lives, there are some things that kind of, that they fog the mirror. We can't see clearly what it is that God wants us to see. Last week we talked about how that there are some relationships that you have in your life and they're not God honoring. They're not leading you to become more like Christ. They are actually fogging the mirror. And so we need to be honest about those things. We need to kind of wipe that mirror clean so that we can see clearly what it is that God would have us 
to see. Today, I want to talk to you about how sometimes, and, and this one, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right on the surface, but sometimes what I can see in this mirror, what I can see physically, it, it really blurs. It's, it's a source of fog for what it is that God wants me to see. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, what I see physically with my own physical eyes can sometimes blur what it is that God would have me see spiritually. Let me give you an example. So maybe uh, God has called you to be faithful at your place of employment. And I know it may be hard right now and times are different and, and you don't really see a reason with your physical eyes. When you look at that, you're like, man, I've got a boss that just doesn't understand. I, I, I feel like this is a dead end road. And, and yet, what is God calling you to do? It doesn't matter what you can see with your physical eyes. Here's another one. Maybe there's a situation with your family. There, there's a, a relationship that has been severed, a, a tie that has been broken, and it just looks so hopeless when you look at it with your physical eyes. But the question is, is God calling you to, to reunite and restore that relationship spiritually? Uh, again, so much of what we can see Causes us, to, causes us to doubt and it blurs what it is that God would say to us and what it is that God would speak to us spiritually. So I'm asking you to look by faith. Now, when I think about what I can see in the mirror, I can't help but think about looks. You know, we, we all go to the mirror every morning and, and we comb our hair, we, we brush our teeth, we make sure that we look the way we want to look before we leave the house. I did a little bit of research this week, and here's what I found out. The average American, excuse me, not the average, but in America in 2018, uh, 16.5 billion, 16.5 billion with a B was spent on elective plastic surgery. Just in one year and just in America, 16.5 billion. That is remarkable. Why is that number so high? Because for so many of us, we draw our worth. We draw so much of who we are. We draw so much security from what we see here. Now hear me, church. L Lena, you, you gotta, don't miss this. I'm not preaching against plastic surgery. I'm not pre if you want to get something nipped or tucked or what that is your business. I'm not preaching against wearing makeup. I'm not preaching against exercising and going to the gym. As a matter of fact, scripture actually speaks to that last one. Here's what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. For physical training is of some value. Can you just say that with me? Physical training is of some value. My amen corner is on it. I don't know if y'all can hear that at home. I hope you're saying it so loud you can't hear it. But physical training is of some value. What does that mean? God's given us this body. He expects us to steward it. He, he expects us to take care of what he's given us. Now we think about stewarding things like money. When, when we think about money, we talk about stewardship. That We're supposed to handle money according to God's Plan. Well, in the same way, we are supposed to steward this body that God has given us. So we should take care of it. We should look after it. We should exercise. 
Physical training is of some value, but that verse keeps going. I want to show it to you, but, it's a big but right there, but godliness has value for all things. Godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Uh, Again, it's the difference between looking at things spiritually and looking at them with just the physical eye. We're not the only ones who have gotten this wrong. We're not the only ones who have gotten this a little bit backwards. I wanna show you a time in scripture when this happened. Do you guys remember when the prophet Samuel was called upon by God to anoint a new king for Israel? And God sent him to the house of Jesse. And he said, there you will find the next king. Go and anoint him. And so Samuel comes. He tells uh, Jesse what he's doing. And and in that moment, Jesse says, okay, cool. Come on in the house. I want to show my boys off to you. Well, now, here's here's what I'm picturing, okay? It didn't happen like this, but just in my head. So I'm taking you to a scary place. I'm gonna take you in my head with me. I'm picturing picturing like a wrestler entrance. Here comes Elia. Eliab comes in the room and this guy is jacked and he's looking good and he's tall and he's handsome. If you were to look up kingly in a dictionary, there would be a picture of Eliab right there. Come on, who knows what I'm saying? Eliab looked the part. Samuel gets excited. He's like, surely this is the Lord's anointing. This has got to be the guy. God, thank you for giving me favor. Thank you for bringing me here. And again, allow my pastoral creativity just to run wild here a minute. But I'm picturing God over in the corner going, Before you break out the anointing oil, let me tell you, this is not the guy. Here's what God tells Samuel. He says, for man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. Man looks with just physical eyes. And if we were going by who just looked the best, Eliab might be the choice. But the fact is, I have someone different in mind. And so Jesse brings his other sons. Nope, 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 nope. And then finally he says, do you have another one? And of course, many of you know the story. He said, well, I've only got one more and he's just a shepherd boy. He's out in the field. Do you want me to have somebody go get him? And sure enough, he would become one of the best kings Israel ever had, King David. You can find that whole account in 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel Samuel chapter 16. So right before I, I came on, right before I started preaching, there was what we call a sermon bumper and it was introducing mirror, mirror and all that. Well, there was a question in that video. I wonder if you called it. The, the question was, how does God see me? Folks, that's the most important question I will ask today. How does God see 
me. It's incredibly important. I hope you'll write that down. I hope that you just won't take a passing glance at that today and then move on in your head. My hope and my prayer is that you will write that down and that you will spend some time thinking through that this week. How does God see me? And the truth is, I can't answer that for you, but I know what God wants to see. I know what God wants to see. When God looks into your life, what he wants to see there is the image of Jesus Christ. He wants to see his son being portrayed, his son live in living color in your life. Now let me back up just a moment and tell you how we got here. We see God mirrored in Christ. We see God mirrored in Christ. Colossians 1.15 shows us this. It says, the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. It, the, the son is the image of the invisible God. So if you have seen the son, then you have seen the father because the son is the image of the invisible God. Well, in just the same way, we are called to bear the image of Jesus. We who are Christ followers, we who are Christians, we are called to bear the image of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us this, but we all with unveiled face and, and I'll just tell you, if you're looking for a study to do during this quarantine time, that right there, that phrase, with unveiled face, that is so good, so rich. It, it has its origins back in the Old Testament with what happened with Moses and lots to, to learn there, but I gotta keep going. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, there's our word, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So when we look in that mirror, what do we see? There's the glory of the Lord. It goes on. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So when we look in that spiritual mirror in our lives, what we see is the glory of the Lord. There is Jesus shining bright. And if we will allow him to, if we'll allow him to be the Lord of our life and if we'll spend time with him in prayer and Bible study and worship, we will begin to look more and more and more like him. How? That verse says it, through the help of the Holy Spirit. You guys have experienced that. You've been around someone for a prolonged period of time. And then a little bit later, you said something or you did something or you acted in a way or you had a, a certain mannerism and you thought, oh man, I picked that up from them. Why? Because the more we are around someone, the more time we spend with someone, the more we begin to take on their image. Well, guys, that's what we're called to do in Christ. We're called to spend so much time with him that we take on his image and we become more and more and more like him. How many of you guys remember the story of the ugly duckling? 
It's a story maybe you haven't heard since childhood. I'll be honest with you. I had to actually go back and look it up myself. Uh, and, and there were a lot of twists and turns that I just did not remember in that story. But, but basically the, the synopsis of that story is <clears throat> there's this duckling. He's born with some other ducks. And, and very quickly, he, he realizes, I don't look like they do. I don't, I, I don't have the same you know, build, all that kind of stuff. And so they pick on him. He's the ugly duckling and he's bullied and he's ostracized, kind of put to the side. Life is just really tough for this ugly duckling. Well, I, I'm skipping a lot here. Go and read it for yourself if you want to be reminded of it. But in the end, spoiler alert, here we go. In the end, uh, toward the end of the book, here comes the spring, the warmer weather is back. And, and in this lake that this ugly duckling is in, in come this uh, flock of, of these beautiful swans. It's just, and this ugly duckling is reminded when he looks at the beauty of the swans, when he looks at them, he, he's just reminded of his own ugliness. He's, it, it's, it, these wounds are fresh all over again. But then something amazing happens. This duckling looks down into the water. He, he looks down and for the first time ever, he sees himself and he realizes, whoa, I'm not an ugly duckling. I'm one of them. I am a swan. I am not what I thought I was. Here's my point. The whole time this ugly duckling had an image that wasn't like those around him, but one day everything changed when he saw his image clearly. Here's my prayer, is that right there where you are at in this moment, you would begin to wipe away that fog from that spiritual mirror in your life. And, and it wouldn't be about looks or what you can see with your physical eyes. It wouldn't be about anything other than what Jesus tells you you are. You are who he says you are. And you would be able to see so clearly the image of Christ in your life. I wanna show you one more verse and I'm wrapping up, I promise. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. Again, all of this goes back to how does God see me? 1 Corinthians 15, 49. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, stop right there, who's that? That's Adam. He was the first man. Just as we have borne his image, we, we were born like him. Our, our bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and shades and all that stuff. We don't look like each other, but we all have flesh and blood. We all have 10 fingers and 10 toes. We all have blood running through our veins. We're, we're born in the image of Adam and there's other connotations there I won't go into. But just as we were born in that earthly image, the, the verse goes on, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. Who's that? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. You were born in Adam. You were born, I was born in sin apart from God, separated from him. The mirror was fogged up. My prayer is that today 
you would see the image of Jesus Christ so clearly because scripture tells us that we have been made and formed in his image as well and that we can be transformed more and more and more like him. So I wanna give you an opportunity to do that right where you are. Here's all you gotta do. Just, just mean these words in your heart. We're getting ready to say a prayer. This is the first step. Sometimes the first step is the hardest one to take. Don't hold back. Take this first step if you've never done this before. Here's all you have to say, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to bear the image of your son, Jesus. And, and so Father, I pray that you would forgive my sins. I pray that you would come live in my heart. Help me walk this decision out. I want to be saved. Pray it all in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It all goes back, again, all of this that we've talked about today, it goes back to that question, how does God see me? If you prayed that prayer, if you're a Christ follower, when he sees you, he sees the image of his son, Jesus Christ.